once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat the beat for the grace of God has appeared, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this present age. That's Titus 2, 11 through 13. I'm Scott with the Wisdom in All Things podcast, where we look at applying wisdom to life in three areas, mind, body, and soul. On this episode, pressure, pressing down on you. We see the value of pressure in this quote from Thomas Carlyle, the Scottish philosopher. He said, no pressure, no diamonds. That would make a great t-shirt, wouldn't it? Surely something Nike would adopt as a slogan for commercial. What almost immediately comes to mind, though, when I hear the word pressure is the song. Sorry about this, but I'm guessing that for a good number of us, simply mentioning the title of the song will mean it'll be lodged in your head like all day. So here it goes. Under pressure. Pressure pushing down on me. There you go. Pressing down on you. In case you want to blast it for all to enjoy, I included the uh, link to uh, Queen and David Bowie singing under pressure in the uh, the blog post. As you continue to hum the song, I'll just make the point that pressure comes for all of us and it can be quite a force. The Oxford Dictionary defines uh, pressure as continuous physical force exerted on or against an object. Doesn't that just sound wonderful? Though, as Thomas Carlyle points out, when applied appropriately, it can yield beautiful things. To yield something as beautiful as a diamond requires a very specific application of pressure and heat. According to Live Science, it requires pressure of about 725,000 pounds per square inch and heat of around 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit. Wonderful. (laughs) While the Earth produces diamonds naturally, there is a synthetic method of creating diamonds referred to as HPHT. High pressure, high temperature. Those two processes, in the right proportions, produce near-flawless beauty. But while we may deeply appreciate the outcome, that kind of pressure and heat makes the means difficult to embrace when it comes to experiencing it firsthand. However, since it is all but unavoidable, why not intend for it to yield a beautiful, valuable, long-lasting thing? God, in His providence, allows the high-pressure, high-temperature situations, or even seasons in our lives, to help guide, prevent, curtail, direct, save, admonish, and, well, accomplish a whole list of good things for us. Even when self-inflicted, it is always a useful tool in the hands of a loving Father. In James 1.12, he says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Remaining steadfast is sometimes misinterpreted as simply enduring or persevering, as though we're just to outlast the storm. However, Equal to the pressure is the strength and wisdom God provides to walk in conjunction with his purpose to yield the intended outcome. We don't want to just grin and bear it, nor do we want to be so distracted by it we can't function as we need to. It doesn't matter who you are. We've all been in a situation where we act as though we've lost all ability to do what we're expected to do. Read, we choke. There was a study done to better understand why we choke under pressure. They found that squeezing a ball dynamically with the left hand is effective for right-handers to prevent choking. So I guess you just need a tennis ball and you're good. In other words, they were able to maintain the ability, though, to perform while under pressure by getting a grip, so to speak. So how do we get a grip on our response to pressure? We've talked about Uh, handling anxiety in the past, one of the results of the high-pressure, high-temperature situations we face. But what might we 
grab a hold of to perform well under pressure, short of carrying a tennis ball around with us. Here are a few things to help us get a grip on a healthy response. First, is it necessary or unnecessary pressure? We can plan around some of it, but not all of it. To avoid unnecessarily inflicting ourselves with pressure, there's a Forbes article that reiterates some of the practical essentials like planning, prioritizing, breaking down what you need to into more manageable pieces. Those are good things. One good reminder, though, it had, I'll highlight here, is trying the Eisenhower matrix, if you're familiar with that. If you're not, it's real simple. For those instances where you face numerous high-priority tasks, you use this model to prioritize each into one of the four quadrants. So think of about it this way. So in the top left, you've got urgent and important. Top right, important, but not urgent. In the bottom left, you've got urgent, but not important. And then in the bottom right, neither urgent nor important. It's a straightforward way of identifying what is necessary and allowing us to set aside what is not. So first, is it necessary or unnecessary pressure? Second, guard yourself physically. Pressure can distract us in such a way that we fail to care for ourselves physically. I'm fortunate that I get to work from home for the most part, which allows me the opportunity to go outside when I need to. So you can consider that, along with the essentials of how you're eating, drinking, sleeping. Francis Bridges points us to the bottom line. You'll be able to handle pressure with more focus and grace if you cultivate healthy responses to stress. Third, right thinking. A great deal of how we need to correctly respond to life comes down to the way that we're thinking. Do you need to change your thoughts about pressure? This goes back to whether or not it's self-inflicted and that we need to know to expect it, but that it also provides an opportunity for us to grow. Try holding the thought that the pressure and the heat can bring about very good things in your life. Fourth, worship. When we're feeling pressured, we should demonstrate our dependence on God through worship. What may not be our first response should be a a very close second. It may be that your initial feelings are anger towards God. Why in the world am I going through this? And why is it lasting so long? But it is very difficult to remain there when we recognize his great provision for us and our great need for him. Austin Bonds points us to three helpful insights that support our response to pressure with worship. He says, remember who you are, that God is with you and he is for you. While pressure is unavoidable and it shouldn't be avoided entirely given its potential benefits, we can get a grip on how to maintain the ability to remain steadfast. Focus on what is most important. Make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. Check your thoughts and trust. We read Jesus's encouragement on that last point In John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Keeping in mind the beautiful thing that will result when we do. I know you're busy. That's why I've put together the Wisdom in All Things podcast to help you benefit from all there is to read, watch, and listen to. And if you would, please tell others about what you heard and where they can hear it. Wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening.